Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business off the ground and running smoothly so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. And doesn't everyone want that life? Oh, it's so good. As we've said before, small business ownership is not for everyone. But if you enjoy the risk taking and betting on yourself and you can make it work, it's a wonderful life. Jimmy Stewart coined that, but we think it truly is a wonderful we do. So. Mike, how are you doing today? Uh, my back is bothering me. We were <laughs> in Charlotte over the weekend, and I just I can't stop picking Oliver up, and he's 25 pounds now, and I'm paying the price today. And how are you, Trinity? Well, I picked up a 10-pound <laughs> weight and threw my back out yesterday. So between the two of us, we we're about a whole person. <laughs> I would like to think I can edit out all the grunts and the groans, but no promises today. <laughs> so. That's all right. But we're here, we're persevering, we and somehow we are both stronger because of it. You And here's another thing for small business owners you rarely get a sick day you do not (laughs) i still had to wake up this morning and do all the same things that were on the to-do list and no amount of back pain could Mm -hmm. stop that but a little tramadol definitely helped and i went to see dr ashley at whole family chiropractic and she beat on me for about 20 minutes and i feel better does she ever use that tool that like i love that yeah me too she found that spot and pumps down oh yeah Love that. So thank you, Dr. Ashley. Today we're talking about SWAT. Which type of SWAT? There's two kinds. With the O, not the A. (laughs) Well, let's talk about the kind with the A first. Okay. Because I find it interesting. Um, I like, what is it, an anagram? Or words that sound like other words? So there's SWAT teams and SWAT teams. Yes. SWAT team, Mm S-W-A-T, which is a tactical... tactical Yes. And I would like us to think today, like we are a SWAT team. There was a good show back in the early eighties, I think oh, SWAT. So like I said, your parents hadn't met yet, so, but it was yeah. way before your time, <laughs> but it was good. But anyways, I'll, off with the story. <laughs> well, when I was researching and thinking about SWAT analysis for this episode, I thought, how could we make it really, really fun? And initially, I thought, man, I want to come in here with like tactical gear and like um, those glasses that allow you to see in the dark because oh, yeah. I want us to really put on our thinking helmets today as we approach this episode and think of ourselves as a SWAT team. Yes. These are the most highly trained people that go in and they try to figure out what exactly it is that they can do when they're going into, say, a line of fire or um, or if they're, you know, taking down a drug cartel. Yeah. Yes. And they're very tactical yes. about what they do. And precision and precision planning. Yes. planning. Right. They try to figure out all of the different things that could go wrong. So for every plan that they have that could go right, they have their whole backup plan for part B, part C, part D. And that's really what we're going to talk about today, except on the other type of SWOT, the yes. SWOT SWOT, <laughs> which in business is called a SWOT analysis. Yes. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And it is good for you to know to understand your business because there are a couple other companies that do this, aren't there? There are. Amazon, Apple, Dell, Google, Coca-Cola, all of these giant corporations all 
base their business and marketing plans based off of a SWOT analysis. And I found a very interesting quote that um, said that if all you're trying to do is essentially the same thing as your rivals, then it's unlikely that you'll be very successful. And that is truly why we do a SWOT analysis how to differentiate yourselves, how to take those things that might be weaknesses, turn them into strengths. And of course, my favorite, which is to play up the strengths you already have. And if mm. you make your strengths strong enough, then your weaknesses don't start not to matter. Right. And this would be advice that we give to current and future clients. If it's good enough for those companies, by golly, it's good it's enough for us. It's good enough for us. And today, we're going to do something even more fun as we walk through what a SWOT analysis is. Mm -hmm. We are going to do a live SWOT analysis on our own business. And this is to start the new year. We recommend everybody else do this and to show you kind of how it's done and why everybody should do it. We're going to do it ourselves and you guys get to play along at home. So when you are working with a client, when at what point during the process would you recommend they do a SWOT analysis? Um, one of those early on, people have to understand who they are, what they like doing, what they don't like doing, and that will help them understand their strengths and weaknesses. For example, when I, I've run three facilities in my careers, and I was successful at all three because I had somebody else doing the detail work where I do the marketing and sales and face-to-face -face and talking with clients and customers, seeing how, they're, they're, uh, how they enjoyed their time in the facility, what their experience was like. I had other people doing numbers and emails and, and stuff like that that I didn't want to do, but that's what made it successful for the people that were working with me as well as me. So I would agree that the earlier on, the better. Before you or your organization or the company that you're running decide on any new strategy, any new marketing plan, or even setting your goals for the year, it is always great to sit down with your SWAT team and go through a SWAT analysis. Now, who would you consider a good candidate to be on your SWAT team? And by SWAT team, I mean S-W-O-T. Yeah. <laughs> but I am going to use these words well, interchangeably today because it makes me FBI, chuckle. So I would pick him first because he's a good marksman, but I don't think that applies today. Key decision makers. I would also recommend if you have a mentor slash go-to person that does not work in your company, ask them because they're going to see something different than you see. But I would definitely go to all the decision makers and the folks that have sweat equity or equity in the company. I've also seen some companies have a lot of success with bringing in people who are not key decision makers, but work in areas that they don't. Um, an example of this is you might have somebody who works like in the throes of the marketing team that's on the ground that knows intel to your business that you're not privy to. And as your company grows, it's almost even beneficial to have each department do their own little mini SWOT analysis because then you can get a lot of good information about what's happening within your corporation, your company, your even if you only have five, six, seven people, it's very easy when you are at the top to kind of miss the really important pieces that are happening when you're not in the day-to-day -day of the business. We laugh about the ivory tower. Yes. We also laugh in previous lives about when the people in the ivory tower 
wore, were the boots on the ground, how they looked at the people in the ivory tower and thought, man, these people have no idea what we're doing. And then they get in the ivory tower and they forget to talk to the people who are doing the, who are in the trenches. Yeah. So this could be a multiple part exercise within your company. You could have each department do it and then they roll that up and then you do one big SWOT. I found in running the SWOT analysis that four or five people at a time is about the max that can really function well. Otherwise, you have everyone fighting and um, talking over each other. So if your basic leadership team is bigger than that, then I'd say break it down into smaller groups first, have each of them run a SWOT analysis on their department, and then you roll that up to do the SWOT for the entire company. And you will see a lot of interesting things. I do this with my real estate team once a month just to touch base with them because I want to know through their eyes what they're seeing is going well in our business, what's not going well in our business. And also there might be some things that I'm doing that I'm not aware of because believe it or not, I'm not perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's always good for you to know with your employees and your customers, their perception is your reality. If they think you are unapproachable, guess what? You're You're unapproachable. unapproachable. Yep. Don't think that, oh, I tell them all the time that my door is open. No, you go to their door and walk through their door, sit in their office, and then they'll know that you have their best, best interest at heart. Yes. I had another quote written down here that I love, which is, if opportunity isn't knocking, build a door. So it's perfect that you're talking about doors. So let's start at the beginning then with, so for those of you that are um, visual learners like I am, I would say this is a great episode to go ahead and grab out a piece of pen and a paper if you've never done a SWOT analysis and follow along with us and jot down some notes because this is one of the most powerful tools that we use when we're coaching a new client. Yes. And on your piece of paper, you're going to segment your paper into four quadrants or you could do it four different pages, but seeing the quadrants next to each other is sometimes very helpful. I love doing things on giant whiteboards. So for you me, do. this is a whiteboard exercise. We were meeting with a client the other day and she Trinity brought her own whiteboard because it was bigger than the whiteboard I had in my house. <laughs> I love whiteboards. So she practices what she preaches. I do. And whiteboards do make a difference. So they I do. agree with you on that. It makes a big difference when you see what you're talking about written down because now it's real and it's something that's actionable, which as we know, when it comes to goal setting, if it's not written down, if you're not visually seeing it, then more than likely it's not going to get done. That's why I love with our clients that we have them taking notes, writing things down and interacting with us Mm -hmm. and working through problems on the whiteboard. So on the top left side of your quadrant, you're going to write down strengths. And the top right hand side of your quadrant, you're going to write down weaknesses. This is the S and the W of SWAT. And the bottom left quadrant, you're going to write down opportunities. And in the bottom right quadrant, you're going to write down threats. So strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And we're going to go through each of those and also talk about what ours are because this is going to be fun. And we have not practiced this for everybody. We're just, we're doing this together. This is the first time we've done this. And we thought, 
it would be great to do it on the spot instead of discussing it as we normally do prior to a show. So you're going to hear. Oh, it's going to be raw. It's going to be ugly. I might cry. And I'm going. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be wrong a lot. So just be ready for that. Under strengths, a uh, couple of things to think about. What do you do well? What unique resources can you draw on? What do others see as your strength? And for strengths, this can be people characteristics. This can be organizational characteristics. It could be something that's a strength of your product. It could be something that's a strength of your culture. So strengths can be encompassing of a lot of different areas. And just remember that it might not be the thing that you're strongest at, but it still could be a strength mm -hmm. that, that you have. Um, I like to think of strengths as things that are done well or better than the competition. So if you are running a business and your communication is average, I would not say that that's a strength. Right. That's now, an this, that's an opportunity. So, um when you think about what really makes you tick, what you do better than anyone else, what values drive your business, um, what unique or low cost, you know, have you figured out a smarter, better, stronger way to do something? Those are going to be what falls in the strengths quadrant. And I'm very curious what you think right. our strengths are. Here are mine in no particular order. Uh, our passion to help and understand what our clients are going through, our diverse experience. You, well, let's, okay. let's go back to passion. Right. How would you say that our passion is um, any different or better than other coaches out there? I don't know that it's different or better. I just know that's at the then top. Then how is of, it a strength? It is because that's at the top of our list of what we bring to the table and what makes us tick is our passion to help our clients and even people that aren't our clients. And you and I meet with people all the time. It's you give away the best, sell the rest. We drop nuggets. I, I had five meetings last week with people and just spitballing for 10, 15 minutes on things to help them. That's what we want to do. And I think that's one of our strengths is our passion just to help people. Even if they came up to us and said, Hey, uh, can you take a look at this for a second? I know you're getting ready to head out and I'm not on the clock and I'm not a client of yours and we'll stop in a heartbeat to help them. And I don't worry about that at all. Okay. Our diverse experience. Me from a ownership of businesses background and yours from a sales and training and hiring background. I love that because very few people can do, have done both of those. Some have. Uh, we are hugely creative on looking at issues. You can call that marketing. You can call that whatever you want of coming up, coming up with ways and suggestions and ideas for people to look at things, be it growing their business, uh, handling employees, understanding what they need to do. And we're uh, just big-ass networkers. Big ass big networkers. Ass so I feel like we, that should be a name of our group. Big we, ass yeah. networking. We meet with a lot of people. We know a lot of people. We talk to a lot of people. We grab nuggets from other people. We have discussions all the time about small businesses. We're learning. You and I are both learners, and it says that on our website. And maybe that's one of the strengths as well. We're both learners. 
not learned yet, learners every day. We are. And to unpack that a little bit, Mike and I are huge dorks when it comes to discovering new ways to help ourselves, to help our clients. Mm -hmm. And we just love to be open to different guidance from others around us. I mean, I can't even tell you how many articles and books and self-help tapes. Gosh, I just aged myself. Podcasts, other podcasts, things that we listen to, anything that we can do to become better so we can help our clients better. We're all over it. I totally agree that we are powerful networkers. We, I would say that combines greatly with our passion for helping others. We put people first, which sometimes can also be an opportunity for us, but, Mm -hmm. or even sometimes a weakness, but we do put people first. And that is first and foremost, so important to us that we're building something that is helping our community. That's helping the people that we're working with that they're whole. So we want them to be as good as they can be in business so they can be better for their lives and vice versa. And we've talked about this on previous episodes before. There's a big difference between knowing a lot of people and networking. And we network a lot to connect people It's intentional when we go out there, either for us or our clients, but usually it's for the people we meet to try to help them. If I met you or you met me and we didn't know each other, our natural inclination would be is, oh, how can I help them? But we're always out there meeting people. It's intentional what we do. And I think that's different than knowing. Do we know a lot of people? Yeah, we know a lot of people. So do a lot of other people. But we go out networking with a purpose, and I think that helps us get better connected to people that can help our clients. Yes. Um, The other ones that I had added on here, did you have any more? No. Okay. Um, I had written down that we walk the walk. Anything that we are willing to ask our clients to do, we would also be willing to do. And I think that that, as people that have ran small businesses and helped small business owners. It's just one of the things that I've realized sets us apart from other business coaches and life coaches out in the marketplace, because there's nothing on our marketing plans that we're going to ask a client to do that we wouldn't do ourselves. And we're going to also tell them if there's things on there that we wouldn't do that are not giving them a good return on investment, even if it means it might be an uncomfortable conversation because maybe they're spending a whole bunch of money on something that they shouldn't be. But at the end of the day, we really walk the walk. And I wrote underneath that that we are fearless. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll go anywhere. We'll talk to anybody. That's not a problem. We will find ways to apply our life and our business into our client's world from the standpoint of, okay, use us as a test case. If you have an idea to do something, use us or our company as a test case and see if it works. Basically, they're practicing on us, which we are happy to do. The other things that I had written down as strengths is I think that our initial client acquisition process really sets us apart from our competition because we want to make sure that it's a mutually beneficial fit. The fact that we take that time 
And it's a, a, an hour to an hour and a half that we spend with someone before we ever even charge them a dime to make sure that it's a client that's a right fit. We met with somebody the other day that was a potential client and they asked at the end, well, how much do I owe for this session? Which was great because he found enough value in it that he wanted to pay us for that initial consult. But we said, whoa, 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 we don't even know if we're meant to work together yet. That initial client consult is really just key and sets us apart. And one of the things that came out of that was the person getting ready to go talk to their boss about the plans for 2020 and kind of how the conversation ended with this person was, don't forget to tell your boss what you have brought to the table for him. This person was not an employee that the boss ever had to worry about. And we told him, you need to remind your boss of that, that he can worry about everybody else in the company. He never has to worry about you. All you do is produce. So you are in a position to ask for something. Exactly. And then the last strength, which I'm sure I'll think of way more as we spitball Driving this. Driving home, you're like, oh, I should have said that. Oh, I should have said that. Is I'd say that we are very good at helping people to analyze, identify, and implement processes. Yes. I like process. It keeps my scattered brain mm -hmm. on track. When we're in a meeting, we have our agenda set. We know what we're going to be working on. And the other piece that is really important that we do is we ask for feedback along the way. Because just as in any relationship with your client, if you're not asking them if it's still working, you need to know that yes. because something could not be working. It could be getting stale. It's like in a marriage or a courtship. Mm -hmm. You need to, the things that you were doing at the beginning, sometimes you start slacking off a little bit and you need to always go back and retouch base. And I feel like we do a really good job when we're working with our clients of asking them how things are going. If we need to, you know, we can correct the course of the ship. And we have thick skin, so we can take a note. <laughs> we do. We can take Which a note. right now my thick skin feels a little ashy because <laughs> I um, am not dealing well with this weather change. It's <laughs> rainy out. You mean 30 my, degrees I'm a day? itchy, <laughs> yes. There's bottles of lotion everywhere oh, because yeah. I can't seem to get enough. I hear you. So strengths, and we're not going to have time to do it today, but if we were coaching a client around this, we'd say, okay, we're going to have you write down all of your initial strengths and then the next piece of this is to dig in to the why mm -hmm. and the what underneath those and go to the next level. So, and that's a little bit of what I was trying to help Mike with when he said we're passionate about helping others is, okay, well, what, what does that really mean to our business? How does that truly set us apart from the other people that say they're passionate about helping others? And it is that we go the extra mile. When we're networking, we are truly out there looking for ways to positively connect people and we keep such a strong group of people in our coffers that that allows us to continue connecting good people to other good people. There's the people that will refer you and you're like, I never wanted that referral. Yeah. <laughs> we try to keep those people to a minimum. Right, so I'm the let next you start with the weaknesses. Weaknesses. So weaknesses are what you could improve on. It's um, where do you have fewer resources than what others have? 
what are others likely to see as your weaknesses? So for us, um, one of our weaknesses and areas that we could improve on is promoting our podcast. Mm, uh, Number one on my list, yes. Yes. So we're doing a great job of developing content, but promoting our podcast is something that we have known that we need to work on. We know that it's a weakness of ours, that it could be something, and it's probably also in the opportunity category as well. I would say that's one of our top weaknesses. A second weakness would be that we're still figuring out our coaching rhythm Mm -hmm. when we coach together. Mike and I have um, some clients that we coach together and some clients that we coach one-on-one individually where we're not in the same room. But it is something that's unique to us, which actually I can put that in here as an opportunity, that one of the things that sets us apart is that we have what I call two-on-one coaching where you have two coaches and the coachee, or we can do the one-on-one coaching where it's just one or the other of us. And that is so different than most coaching companies that are out there. But it also sometimes is a weakness because we can still get better at who's driving the ship during Mm -hmm. those conversations. And depending on what the topic is, we would just like in the podcast, if you listen on a regular basis, you'll know generally the person talking more, it's it's more in their wheelhouse. It's not that they know everything and the other one the other one doesn't know anything, but it's just more in their wheelhouse as it should be. Other weaknesses just staying focused on the key things mm. and not being distracted by the big shiny things because I'm just laughing because both of us are visionaries. We both love creating and we will sit down and come up with a million ideas. And all those ideas mean absolutely jack shit if we don't get some of the basic stuff done first. So just like every other business owner out there who's a visionary, staying focused on our key priorities versus getting distracted is a huge weakness for us. Time and place. It'll happen. Put it on the list, but it's not your core business right now. Our core business is not to start another podcast, which we wanted to do. We did. We'll get back to it. It'll be a fun one. We'll get back to that, but that's not our core business right now. Right. What did you have for our weaknesses? We've had conversations about implementing other lines of work slash helping for lesser dollars. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this on previous podcasts. It's okay to say no to business and what you've set, what yourself or what your worth is. If your worth is $800 and you're selling it for a buck and a quarter, well, guess what? It's worth a buck and a quarter. If it's this, it could be different, could be less frequent, things like that. But just trying to understand here's who our ideal clients are, and we're going to keep looking for them and wait for them. And like any new business, cash flow. Do we have enough? Do you make the wrong decisions, the right decisions? We've had a couple of opportunities in the last few weeks to go do something that we thought, you know what, that's not really who we want to be doing a seminar slash training or whatever you want to call it for what we thought probably wasn't worth it for us. And we passed on it. Yeah. And I would say that those are all weaknesses and areas that we can improve upon. 
Um, I'm sure that there's a ton of others that I'll think of as we're carrying on, but um, the big shiny objects, that's a weakness. And that kind of goes back into cash flow is a problem of us being distracted by big shiny things. Mm-hmm. And implementing other lines of work that goes in with our (laughs) problem of big, shiny things. And this is why I love, love, love not. Oh, well, the one thing is one of the books, but um, good to great. Yes. I totally had a brain fart there. But good to great. The whole premise of the stinking book, which is so brilliant, is that you have to stay on track to the one thing. And then there's Mm -hmm. also a book called The One Thing. So you don't get distracted and we could probably do an entire podcast on that. And that is, yeah, not, not to get distracted. And, and also our, our division of resources and making sure that Mike and I are both a weakness that we have right now is making sure that we're both working in our strongest Mm -hmm. suits. Um, And as we grow, we'll be able to off, put some of those things that we're doing that are not our strengths, but that we're just doing because we're small now. Yes. Opportunities. Plenty of clients in the pool. So many potential clients right. out there. Many people think that it your industry is limited, and some are, depending on how specific you get it, you are getting. But we work with many types of people for many different reasons, be it business coaching, sales training. So we know there are, you have to understand there are plenty of people in the pool. We know that. So you have to take a breath, take a step back and say, okay, we can make this. There's plenty of people out there. And then you put your plan together on how to go find them. But there are plenty of people in the pool for a thousand business coaches in the triangle. And we're just like with everybody else, just looking for our slice of the pie. We know what we want. And if we ended up millionaires, great. If we don't, if we get what we ask for, if we get what we want, we're both good. Man, now I kind of want to be like the next Oprah of Raleigh. And that's what you want. (laughs) And we will work on that. So for opportunities, these are going to be what opportunities are open to us. Um, what trends are we seeing within the business coaching and consulting public speaking realm that we can take advantage of? Um, how can we turn our strengths that we currently have into opportunities? And one of the opportunities that we have is to be able to do a lot more public speaking. Mm-hmm. Mike and I are just naturally both gifted at the gift of gab. And one of the things the venues that we need to be doing more is getting out in the spotlight and doing more public speaking. I did way more public speaking last year than I have this year. Of course, had a couple of things that were there's that wedding getting getting. But now that all those things are out of the way, those aren't distractions. And we need to be getting back to that. So I would say that public speaking engagements that gets us exposure to people and they can understand again, you do business usually with people you know, like and trust. Yes. And another opportunity that we have is I have a group that I run. It's called um, Spark. And I have a wine and wisdom monthly networking event. And we have a lot of followers already that come to these events and get really excited about it. And there's business coming out of it. But that's an opportunity for us to be able to utilize those resources and the relationships that we have and really 
get a whole lot better at what we're doing with that. And keep getting a diverse group coming every month instead of the same people. Yes. And that's a challenge for every group, not just yep. ours. And then another opportunity that we have are, um, we talked about in the past that we have either a monthly lunch or a weekly lunch or something that we're able to give to our potential clients as a um, attention grabber, mm -hmm. share a little bit with them. And we just have not acted on it. And I would, I you, know the reason why. You will see the damn wedding, yeah. Now, <laughs> no, now no, that you're it was happily me. married. It was yeah. me saying, no, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, but but that's a great example, though. We talk through it and figure out who needs to do what you convinced to make me. that happen. Well, we did. Yeah. yeah but we talked did. it through. Okay, here's what, here's what I can do and want to do. And we just put it all on paper and it's like, oh, well, you do this, I'll do this. And we made, we're going to make it happen. Oh, here's an opportunity I'm going to write down. Yes. Trinity listens to Mike Moore. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, folks. I have never. This I'm might be actually the name of the writing yes. this down because he has been trying to get me to do something for months that I've batted away, batted away, <laughs> naysayed, naysayed, and it's probably going to be the thing that helps us explode and the I, most. I think it will, and you'll probably <laughs> see that by February first. The other thing you'll see by February first that we've talked about from the beginning is more videos. Build our yes. YouTube, build our website, get into uh, video sets, learning sets, topic sets, whatever you want to call those that we can monetize on our website. Some we give away free, some we monetize, but we've talked long and hard about video. And it's just, again, most things are simple. They're not easy, but they're simple. If I buy a tripod and a camera and two lavalier mics, we can do this anywhere. So that's the beauty of that. It's just simply getting started and then planning out what's the topic. Then we have to write the script and what are the see what's the background, where are we going to be, what venues to do that. You and I run across each other at least three times a week without really even trying. Hey, we're both going to be at this event on Thursday. Let's do three 90 seconds in a back corner, which is great. Yeah. Great use of time. So, but videos, you'll see more videos. of Videos. Absolutely. And social media postings. And yes. that goes into the, from the weakness as well, which goes back to Trinity's point earlier. Some things can be in multiple categories. They can. But it is a weakness and an opportunity, which we will figure out how to turn that into a strength. And you can see how these all start to tie together and it helps mm -hmm. you. The whole purpose of us doing this is that we are going to be formulating our business plan our next episode and walking through how to set some smart goals around the items that come through this. And Mike just wrote down on his paper, the word that I was about to say, which is our greatest threat right now. Mm -hmm. And that is time, time. time. Yeah. And I would say 90% of business owners, that is the number one threat that we run into is do you have enough time to execute and how do you prioritize the things that are going to get you the greatest result in the shortest amount of time and for the least amount of money? And we are subject to all the things we tell our clients about. You have to prepare not to make money for X amount of time. Yep. And if you can do that and we're no different, we are small business. Yes, we're coaches, but we're small business owners just like you listening. It works for everybody. You you may be loaded, and the answer is, oh, I could go for two years. That's fine. That's your answer. Most people can't. So how far can you go mentally knowing 
I'm not going to make a dime. And then you got to start making that dime. But you have to go back to what you said earlier, the processes, the procedures, the SWOT analysis, smart goals and everything. You have to be working that hard and knowing that this and having belief that this is eventually going to happen. Yes. So we skipped right into threats. Threats. Um, this is figuring out what out there in your stratosphere can harm you. These can be um, threats from your competition. Is it something that your competitor is doing better than you? Is it something that your competitor is doing that um, is more creative than what you're doing? Um, They've done it longer. What threats do your weaknesses? So going back to your weaknesses, are there things from your weaknesses that is exposing you in your business that you need to make sure to put the kibosh on. You make bad decisions. Yes. When you change your course or when you're not true to your course, uh, we don't have enough money, so let me just do this and then take your eye off the ball because I don't care what anybody says. There's no such thing as multitasking. You cannot do, you can run and dribble at the same mm-hmm. time. Right. But you can't email and phone call at the same time and do both. Well. Right. Yes. Don't, I, I hate, I'm going to just eliminate that. There's no multitasking. I just had this mental image of me trying to dribble a ball and run and block and do basically a one-man basketball game. And it was really funny in my head because I'm yes. so terrible at basketball. Multitasking <laughs> is when you're cooking, if you're boiling the noodles while you're browning the meat to put in the spaghetti sauce, that's multitasking because you're not doing both at the same, at the time. same time. You're you're getting multiple tasks yes. done, done by yes. prioritizing them and having a process and a strategy to put those in place. Yes. But if you were trying to put, fill the pot with water and brown the meat at the same time, yes. you're, you're going to find that you you're, get burned. You're going to spill something. You're yes. going to spill something. Yep. So threats are anything that can negative, negative, negatively whew, affect your business from the outside. I am going to also um, expunge on this a little bit and say that a threat could be something that could negatively affect your business from the inside. Mm -hmm. So it might be a bad hire. It might be somebody who's bad for your culture. It could be a supply chain problem. It could be shifts in market conditions. Something in real estate that I look at all the time is how is the housing market doing? Is there going to be a shortage of inventory? How am I going to overcome that? It could be that you're growing and you can't find, you've talked about this how many times in the past when you owned your cleaning company, Mm -hmm. that finding good cleaners in a time when it's hard to hire was a threat to your business. It's really vital that you anticipate these threats and inoculate yourselves against them before you become a victim of them and it stalls your growth or stops you dead in the water. And I would say cultural fits, employees, and and disgruntled clients can be some of the top threats that we face in business. If you're spending your time on, if you have five things, five issues, and you spend 80% of your time on one issue constantly, that's a problem. Be it an employee, be it a piece of equipment that doesn't work, whatever that is, that's a problem. But that's why you should also know your business well so you can maybe see trends coming that could be a threat to your business. Yeah. So what did you see as some threats to wire to change? Well, I think the economy with the could, number two. with us, if businesses slow down, uh, they're not going to spend their money on coaching. 
But if they're cash flowing pretty good and they want to grow and get better, so a lot of people have it on their list to do, oh, I'd love to have coaching, but I think that would be an issue. Uh, like you mentioned, a bad hire, but the biggest thing for us right now, the threat is to lose our focus and not stay the course during the time period we've set to be successful. For us, I would say another threat is scalability. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this because we've had a couple um, of potential clients that could have turned into big clients that haven't yet, but could. Mm-hmm. And we're working on processes and systems so we can bring on other coaches and have that availability when that moment arises that we need it. And when you have a could situation come up, you cannot take that to the bank because it hadn't happened. So you, exactly. can't, you can't spend could. You spend did. Yes. Can't spend could. So love this process live on the air. You and I did not prep any of this. We didn't fight enough. We didn't. That's, yeah. yeah I'm that's not, all right. That's Next time. Me. Next time. I like watching that on TV. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, don't, don't care to fight. So. I'll, I'll heavily debate, but I don't care about fighting at all. So. Anyways, you can catch us on social media everywhere. Uh, we just got picked up by iHeartRadio. We did. Uh, for the podcast, so we hope you find us there. But and if you are out there listening and you want to know how to take your company through a SWOT analysis, we would be more than happy to um, have a quick consult with you and see if this is something that we could help you with because we love helping people work. And this this is normally a much longer process. Mike and I breeze yeah. through it fairly quickly and we didn't even get to drill down into the deeper questions yet. But yeah, and from this information, there would be future meetings to drill down and put the plan together. Exactly. But this is just kind of how the first one to go when you talk about all the things that are important and all the categories that you should be setting, and then you drill down and figure out, yeah. okay, that's what group these three together. That's what this means. And to let you know that it is okay to have opportunities and weaknesses and threats. Oh, yeah. Because if you've noticed on the SWOT analysis, there's only one quadrant that talks about the things that you're good at everything else Mm -hmm. is warding off the things that you're either bad at could be bad at or haven't thought about going after yet and that's the that's the fun of business it's strategy and please let us know at info at wiredtochange.com how you've approached this any suggestions you have for other people we love taking uh, comments from our folks and turning them into shows So we appreciate your feedback, and we'll see you next time on Wired to Change podcast.